0: Do you make good money but have nothing to show for it? Are you tired of living paycheck to paycheck? Do you have big dreams for your financial future? Do you want to get debt-free, but you don't want to live on beans and rice? Or you don't want to give up those pumpkin spice lattes? Hey, it's okay if you don't already know how to budget, or if you're using credit cards to get through the month. Hey, it's okay if you want to seem like you have your finances all together, or you're not on the same page with your spouse when it comes to finances.
1: We know what you're doing probably isn't working, but guess what, you're
0: in the right place. We're Shayna and Vanessa. We're best friends, business partners, and master financial coaches trained by Dave Ramsey. We've been in business since 2019, helping hundreds of amazing people like you create budgets, get out of debt, stop living paycheck to paycheck, and know exactly what to do with their money.
1: In this podcast, we'll share with you everything
0: we know plus everything we're working on with our clients so that you have the best chance at reaching your financial goals. We want to help you take the guesswork out of your budget, improve your marriages, and even bring your kids in on the conversation.
1: We can help you no matter where you're at, whether you're the single mom who's never had
0: $500 in her savings account or the millionaire who's paid off four real estate mortgages. And we're not going to shy away from the tough love. We'll tell you what you need to hear and encourage you at the same time. This is the Ideal Balance Podcast.
2: But today we are wasting time. We're digging straight into principles. Let's dig right in with what are the biblical principles that we can apply to our money? Yeah. So I think
1: when you introed, it was natural for you to link up our faith and <clears throat> our finances. Yeah. And so I, I let, we like to start here because the, it's a foundation for everything, right? But I think we have a little bit, hopefully, a little bit of a different take sometimes than the traditional stuff that you might hear about biblical the anything that talks about money in the Bible, right? So.
0: Yeah, so we'll just start with one Timothy six ten. It says, "For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, and some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows."
1: Yeah, so there's a lot of things to 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 pull. There's a lot. It's very, as God Word is. It's very rich. It's very deep. But the first thing to think about here is it says
0: the love of money. It's not money. So you know which is where people really get confused, and they talk about well, money is the root of all evil
1: it's the love of money and and so we want to make sure that we we clarify that because money is just a tool it is something that god can use if you're stewarding it we're gonna talk about that later for so much good so it's not the money it's specifically but the way that you feel about the money is what it can can go where it can go wrong and so we don't want to crave money we don't want in this verse what it's saying is we don't want you to be just whatever you're doing what that has to do with money it should not be distracting
0: you or distracting from what you're supposed to be doing with God when you're walking with God. And we think of like, you know, when you walk with God, it is, it's shiny, it's light. There is such, you know, it's it's such a bright walk when you are distracted. And when you have money lingering over you, it's a dark walk. There's clouds, right? Dark clouds. And it just kind of feels like they follow you around. So if you can really uh, remove yourself from that, we like to call them chains, right? When you're weighed down by, by money and by debt and things like that, you can remove all that and, and really know that your focus is on God and God is going to lead you to financial freedom and lean on him more and not be distracted by the love of money. That full walk with God, that journey is going to be a lot clearer, a lot smoother, and a lot brighter.
1: Yeah. And I like the wandered part uh, of this verse because there's this book outwitting the devil by Napoleon Hill. And his concept is that the devil can get you, if the enemy can get you one, just one degree off path off of where you're, what God has for you then you can just, you'll, you'll wander into who knows what. You'll be right. over there and you'll be distracted and, and that's all it takes. So you just have to make sure you're staying the path with God, what he has for your finances. And it's important, we like to point this out, especially, you know, this you may be stressed about money. We, yeah. We're going to talk about all that. But, but we also want you to know that being wealthy is not does not equal loving money. Right? Right. So just because you're successful or you've been a good steward, that you don't look at someone that is there and say, well, they obviously love money or else they wouldn't be there. That's not correct either. as we're gonna see in the next in the next verse that we're gonna use. But the, the idea here is just check, check yourself. Mm-hmm. Am I doing this because God is calling me to do this or am I doing this because I want more money? Basically, or I'm I'm in love with what money does for me. Right. So that's just one biblical
0: principle that we like to talk about. Yeah, God wants us to be successful. He wants us to use our money for good. He wants us to honor him with it. And so the idea of those who have money or make money love money that's that's like shana said it correct we want to make sure that you're honoring your money honoring your job honoring your life honoring what you're doing for God and in doing it in his glory so that way you can ultimately glorify it, right so the next yeah the the other verse that we like to do is parable of uh, of the talents in Matthew 25 14 through 30 so you you've read the story each each of the three servants get different
1: a different amount and then they all have different results right and so it's just it's really interesting we like this story because the idea is stewardship. Like I heard, I heard Mark Patterson say success for a Christian is good stewardship. Like that's what that means. You are a good steward with every resource and everything that God gave you. And so that's what this story is about is being faithful with whatever God gives you and multiplying it. And so a lot of times when it comes to money, people like to bury their hands in the sand or just like the the servant did when he buried his, his talent, his bag of money, basically he buried it in the sand, right? Yeah. And so people, a lot of times when it comes to money, they're like, oh, that's hard. That looks complicated. That looks messy. It's You're stressful. going to do nothing. <laughs> I'll just put my, I'll, I, you know, I'll just put my blinders on and I won't even look at it. And so that's,
0: that's not what we're trying to do though. So we want to make sure that we're, we are being a good steward of whatever God gave. Yeah. We I mean, want to, you, you know, whatever you are given, use it well, Yeah, you know, find out how, what is the best way to honor it. You know, you, you can use this with money. You can use this with your talents. You can use this with your house, your children, you can use this with any aspect of your life, your work, use what you're given Mm -hmm. and use it well. And God is celebrating with you. When you win with money, when you're doing well, he is ultimately celebrating with you because he wants you to be successful. He is joyous. He is excited. He is all kinds of happy for you. And so we just want you to feel that joy. Yeah.
1: That's that's one of my favorite parts of the story that we kind of sometimes maybe rush over Mm -hmm. is, you know. The servants, the first two servants are invited to come sell. He's the the master says, come celebrate with me. Let's celebrate your success. And that's it. And so a lot of times we focus on the, what the servant didn't do. The one that didn't do well, we focus on what he didn't do. Right. But let's take a minute and say, God wants to celebrate you when you are, when you're being a good steward, when you're winning with money is what we would call it, you know? And, and that's really kind of cool. That, that is our heavenly father. That's his heart for us.
0: And that's really exciting to think about it that way. And we also want to make sure we don't have a scarcity mindset, which like Shana says, sometimes when you bury your head in the sand, you don't know what to do. There's so many decisions. You're not sure. So you just kind of back away. We want you to go full force, go forward, charge it, right? And make that decision. And don't be scared because that's when the enemy knows he's got you. He knows he's got you when he, when he can see your mind turn and your thoughts turn and you pull away. We don't want you to be that person at all.
2: Dang. You were like what you said you were starting out. are So good. Yes. I loved all of them because I feel like if these things stop us, if these things even stumble us, or like you said, get our mind turning on things like money things, then we're not focused on actually doing the thing that God has called us to do. Whether it's just even whatever season, right? This isn't like you need to be on a big stage and make lots of money. It's more so in your motherhood. In your singleness, in your college days, if you're a grandma and you volunteer at an adoption agency, I don't know where this comes from, but whatever, it's coming. (laughs) Whatever season, if we're stumbling over like, I don't have enough, I don't, or maybe if I have too much, people will think this. If we're hearing about all of these things that these ladies just said, then we're not focused on the thing that God has actually called us to do. And that's not where he wants us at all right. and so you're right and it is like sort of the enemy's playground where he can fear is not from the god right so we know that's from the enemy and so these little things can be an easy way to be tripped up as well and i love the love of money thing because right. god is one of those verses that like come on you guys read the whole thing okay.
0: there's more work. Yeah. There's- right. right We'll because- just pick and choose the ones that you right. want to read or you want to hear or you want to pull out one well,
1: the, the last the last Principle that we like to talk about is ties into what you were just saying. It's from Matthew six twenty four, which is no one can serve two masters. And so, what? So a lot of people will think, well, I'm not greedy. I don't really. I'm not trying. I'm not materialistic. Therefore, it's money is not my master. But what you said, money becomes your master when it's affecting your mood, your decision. Like you your said, family. you're stressed. Like you, maybe you're being shorter with your spouse because you're stressed about money or whatever. So then in that way, it becomes your master and you don't want that. You can't serve two masters. And, and, but so, like you said, it's that playground, uh, you know, the enemy's playground. It's just, it's subliminal. It's maybe under the surface, but it can still be your dog,
0: you know, dominating your thoughts and your moves and your stress and all of that. So you just got to, take just gotta not let that happen <laughs> yeah and there are so many times where we'll be talking to people and they'll say i'm so stressed i i can't take the kids to this or i can't do that or we can't pay for this or we can't go on date night or whatever and it's the let's find all the great things you can do yeah, you still enjoy your life and love yeah. what you're doing and and have a good time and show god and show the enemy that i am not tied to money my life doesn't revolve around it i can still be happy mm-hmm. and choose to do things that don't even involve money yeah. and i can go about my way right so just make sure that you know what you value, yeah. and is it above the Lord? And when you think about that, and is is if, if your happiness is tied to what you can can or can't do with money, you need to reevaluate that.
2: Yeah, so good. We're learning this summer fruits of the spirit. Like I'm trying to teach the kids fruits of the spirit, and so yeah, it's not a song. coconut. What? I have to say that. it's not a coconut. I just love you know that you know that song. Grace song? sings it. My oldest sings it all the time. I'm like, okay, Grace. Yeah, wait. it's the idea that we just had this conversation like if our feelings are tied to circumstances then that's not joy like joy is not circumstantial it's all the time and so like you were just saying if my happiness is tied to what I can or can't do or a money situation or how broke or rich I am because rich people aren't all happy either right and so if it's tied to that, then it's not an actual fruit of the spirit. And we want to be operating in the fullness of the fruit of the spirits. And so it's funny, because we just had that conversation this morning. But it's, it's so good. And with the, the wealth thing, the other end of the spectrum, I could you imagine, like, take one second to just picture if these global conglomerates, these big businesses, not just in the online space, but like, the owner of Pepsi or like, I don't care, pick a companies, huge companies or media companies. Hey, there's one. If they were saved and they were operating in the fruits of the spirit and their business was operating out of Christian values, like how much our world would be different. And so I don't know. That came to cross when you were talking about money. Let's tell you,
1: we had a, I had a session with a client. I was just telling her before we got on, she, we were. So this is a this is the thing financial too. I can, I can back it up. If you are a good steward, God can will will over and over again. We've seen it. Will bless that just that first step that you just, take, right? Just as long as you take. It. So her job was to get a resume done because she can't. I, I told her you have to work. You can't be a stay-at-home mom. She's they're older. Their kids are grown or whatever. So you have right now with the season you're in, you have to get some sort of job, for, bring in some income. Okay. So all she did was make a resume. She's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't. I can't. She's like, maybe there's home health care, and I'm like, oh no. Anyway, she made the resume, and like the day or two later. Somebody at her church said, we're looking for someone to, to work in our driver's ed school. And, he's, and so, first of all, that was a great blessing because now she has a way to get a job. And then I just love what he said. He said, and if they get in that car and they want to hear about Jesus, you just share Jesus. We share Jesus in these cars. We talk about Jesus. You just use that time. You use that place. I was like, so, is it? But to your point, like if all, if all of our businesses, not just the small ones, but the bigger ones were led with that, with
2: that it, it just reminded me of that. And I, I just love that story. Yeah. I love that in the first step, which I feel like is also a good segue to like, okay, yes, we are team. All the things you just said. I want to be right with my money. I want to implement these strategies. How do I do this? Right, absolutely.
1: You some quick tips. There's, you know, the most important thing is to just get started, and it's always like just start and stop right. convincing yourself that it's hard. Again, take that first step. Yeah, just no. that it's It is. It's not. So the the hardest thing is is yes, getting it all yeah. out in front of you, and but. That's the worst part. It's like yeah. when you rip the Band-Aid. Just, yeah. it's
0: all, now that's the worst
1: part. Is over. But a lot of times
0: it's not even that bad. Like when we sit yeah. down and we talk with our clients for the first time, this is the first time they're ever writing down their their income, their expenses, how much they spend on gas and groceries and everything else. And they'll go, oh, I still have $400 at the end of the month. And I'm like, you know, and that's what we love about math is it doesn't lie. Yeah. It's numbers. It's subtraction. And, and you figure out that final number. And when we show them that, they have no they have no idea that they were able to put that money either towards debt or towards a goal like vacation or something um, because all they were doing is spending it every month and they just never saw the numbers. Yeah. So a lot of times it's actually, I mean, yes, it may be bad because it's the first time you're doing it, but it's usually not as bad as you think it is up here. Right. Yeah. It's always,
1: it's always where everything is always worse in your head than it usually is when you yeah. get it out on paper. And so that's the first important part is to get your numbers on paper. Yeah. But what we like to recommend is to use your bank. As your personal assistant. so Because you're doing it anyway. Yeah. So, you know, we're digital people. We're a digital age. So let's just lean into that and use yep. the bank. So the first thing that we are going to say is you need to have a bank that works for you. You're not. So I didn't even know that there were banks. Okay. I've always had credit unions. And now we have some of the, I mean, I did know, you know what I mean? But, but you I didn't realize mean. how restrictive banks can be. So yeah, just make sure that the bank is working for you. When we ask have all the questions, yeah, ask all the questions. But the first thing that we have you do, and the reason this is why why it's important that the bank is on your side, is you need to separate your bills and spending. This is the easiest, like, if you do nothing else, right? Do this. Yeah, separate your bills and spending into two separate accounts. And so we have a whole system for that, a whole course that you know, and obviously we coach our clients through it. But the the idea is all of all of your money goes into your bills, and all of your bills come out automatically of the bills account, and then some money goes over to the spending. You pay yourself which is going to pay for your groceries and your gas and all that. And that's over there. And just doing that one thing, it's just mind blowing. Like, you know, when you're at the, the Walmart or the check, the grocery checkout
0: and you're like, do I have enough money to buy this? That's that will what bill a- came out. What yeah. still has to yeah. come out? What's still pending? All those questions that you're asking about your bills with this system separating it all. There's no question. The bills are doing its thing over here, and you're spending in your account over here on gas and groceries and some other stuff that you may have, right? Yeah. And so you always know exactly what you have. Yeah,
1: there's no guesswork. Anymore. Now you can also take out cash. That, that works too. But yeah, go ahead.
2: So this is through the bank?
0: No, oh, yeah. Like
2: I can separate inside the bank.
0: 90% of the people that we work with, they we're like, how many accounts do you have at the bank? Like, I have one checking, one savings, which is normal. And we're like, okay, good. We're going to start with two checkings and one savings. That's the new thing. You're going to have two separate bank accounts, and you're going to deposit your income, yeah. all the in- the money that comes into the bank, into the bills account, and then you will pay yourself over there into your gas and groceries account. And and that's how you allocate your spending, and that's how you know how much you're spending. And and it's magic because
1: you you're what you will do is add up how much your bills are all every month, and that's how much is always going to be in the account. And so you're always going to be good. They're going to be coming. You're going to set them to come out automatically. So you're just watching them happen. But it's not, your spending is never going to make you not be able to pay a bill. But then also over here with your spending, you know exactly what you have. You don't have to do any just separate bath or guesswork or anything in the moment. So that's the first thing that you need to do. And it's imperative. It. And, and, and the, here's the thing. We're, gonna, we're about to blow your mind a little bit more. And it, we, she has 14 bank accounts. Okay, let me start. That's, that's the start there. Now, I know it's going to sound
0: overwhelming. It's like an advanced level. So we're, we're moving yeah. up. We're moving in that direction.
1: We're going to get there. But so that's what we have our clients do first is separate that because that's going to be the biggest bang for your buck as far as doing and setting stuff up. And then, like I said, then the bank's paying your bills for you. You don't even have to think about it. And then over on the spending, then we start to get there's a next level, which is you may have heard of the term sinking fund or savings bucket. Or okay. the cash envelope system that, that people talk about, right? So yeah. if you're thinking about, okay, I this Christmas, I don't want to use a credit card and I don't want to be stressed out I, that I don't have any money to spend for Christmas. What we're going to start doing is setting aside a little bit of money each month into an account called Christmas or whenever,
0: because right? Because when is Christmas? December 25th every year. Really? Right. It's yeah. every year. And it's
1: just always requiring money every year. It's like. It's like how your kids, they keep wanting to eat every day. Or yeah. they keep
0: new friends that have birthday parties like every month. Yes. No.
1: So, So the savings I mean, buckets, that's what we call them. Then you're going to, you can fund those automatically too. And you start to accumulate money in there. And what Vanessa loves to say about Christmas in particular, then you have all the money. You actually have money saved by Black Friday when those deals come out and you can actually buy the things. Yeah. But so that's the next level. So then you can have, our clients have different ones. It really de- depends on what's important to you. So a vehicle repair account. You might have a Christmas a gift account. You might have pet care account. Like whatever you need to save money that's a big expense, we have them have a different accounts. And then it's like, literally, it's like
2: having
0: a cash envelope, but they're in a digital yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they're labeled. And so it just makes oh, it yeah. really that's easy. Important. So you, you, know, you can, the one thing that I love that banks and credit unions do now is that you can change the name of your account. So when I up, up, yeah. yeah you can so I pull up my account, I have my vacation fund. I have my kids' education fund. We have our vehicle fund, our home repair, right? And so when my husband's paycheck comes in on Wednesday, on Thursday morning, everything just gets dispersed out and we quote unquote pay ourselves into our amounts yeah. of what we're going to use. And so yeah. even if you start off transferring $5 a paycheck mm-hmm. into these accounts, right? Yeah. This is something new. You've never done it before. That's fine. We're not asking you to do hundreds of dollars because that's mm-hmm. a lot start off with $5 and just get in the habit of having this money. I like to use the example of my husband wanted a new car. We decided to start saving for the new car. We're like, okay, we never saved the money. And so over a course of, I think it was like 12 years, we had like $15,000 saving saved for his vehicle. And had we not put that money aside, we would have spent it on what So it's the idea of making those transfers a thing and making them important. And that's what we valued then we were able to save the money to put a, you know, a payment down on a vehicle. So that was, it's a lot. It's a lot of money to be able to save when you're being intentional about it. Yeah. And
1: so, so that is like a little bit advanced, but it's really, it's, it is a game changer. Yeah. There's some smaller things that you can do too. One, if you're a mom, it's imperative that you have what we call the kid's envelope. Okay. Okay. Because what happens and one reason that moms get stressed or not, it's not even moms, everybody, this happens to everybody, but is okay. I had a plan. And then, like she said, oh, it's my friend's birthday tomorrow. Okay, wh- what are we getting my friend for the birthday? birthday? Yeah. Or my shoe has a hole in it today and I I have to go to school tomorrow, or whatever. So these things pop up and then usually it comes out of mom's pocket. Yeah. And then she's like, I have no money or the grocery budget. And now I am pe- robbing Peter to pay Paul. So the most important thing is to set, set up a kid's envelope. But also, we we when you make your budget, you need to have spending money. And... And so for a lot of our clients, this is the first time they actually feel like they have money. So I know how much I can spend. It's not, I'm spending and hoping everything works. It's like, but it's like, if I designate, okay, I have a hundred dollars this month and I get to, or whatever your amount is. Yeah. And then I feel like, okay, now, now I don't have a lot of anxiety that I never get to spend money. Yeah. But I also
0: know, okay, if I want something bigger, I'm going to have to wait or whatever, you know? So. And it's a no judgment account, right? So it's like the husband can't ask the wife how many pumpkin spice lattes she bought with her money. And and the wife can't ask the husband like how many bullets or whatever he bought for his ammo. Like, you know, it's like, you just don't know whatever they want. But you don't get to ask. It's your money. You get to spend it if you want to save it up because you have a big expense you want to buy in a couple months, then do that. If you want to spend it all on bracelets, that it's your money to do what you want. And again, like Shayna said, it makes you feel like you have money. I mean, let's face it, you work hard. You should be able to have some money to spend on yourself, yeah. but also know that your budget is doing all the things all by itself automatically, you know, the way that you set up your system. So having that money is going to make you feel really good about the things that you want to buy for yeah. you. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And then not restricted. Like I don't also, as I'm spending this money, I don't feel like, oh my gosh, is this my children's chicken nuggets that I'm spending on my mocha or whatever, you know? Like I like that. So Okay. So what if you don't have... A ton of money like what if would you just you just start with the one account still and separate to the one and then as you're grow you, yeah, separate- you just
1: do it just separate them and you still but no matter how much money you are you have you need a budget and mm-hmm. you need to. so most people are doing accounting right well this is what i did spend this this the difference is going to be like I am spending five hundred dollars on groceries or a thousand dollars on
0: groceries I'm this month. Pre deciding now and there's no more its space. Right, it's like going shopping when you're going grocery shopping when you're hungry. Right, we're not doing that. We're making a budget before the month happens, before you get hooked into doing all these things, yeah. before you get any of that. You want to make sure you have the budget in front of you so you can say no. We decided now that yeah. this is what we're going to spend our money on, and for sure, like the first budget mm-hmm. is a it's a little bit like because you don't know
1: like you you're like i think i spend this on gas i don't know whatever but and but the point is to get on a plan stick to the plan and then you can adjust it as you get more disciplined as you get more comfortable and then as you're like okay i have now i i realize i have money now i'm going to start saving for christmas or or now i'm going to start saving for my car because it needs a new transmission or whatever and now i'm going to start but the first thing to do is just get on a plan and don't really try to change a lot just try to be consistent
0: with having a budget And And just knowing what you're doing. Yeah. Right. We we like to ask our clients, like, the first question is, what are you doing or how are you spending? And then it's, okay, how do you want to spend? Yeah. And so, and you move into that. And, you know, I would say probably the first two, maybe three budgets with our clients are really just trying to figure it out. Hey, I have got this bill. It comes out quarterly. I just, I just, you know, it just came out of my account. So we adjust and and allow for grace because this is the first time you're doing it and that's okay, but you have to start somewhere. Yeah. Um, And, and. Whether or not you have a lot of money, is,
1: again, is, so we have millionaires that have budgets, right? So you, you have to put it on paper and you have to see it and you have to sign it. You have to tell your money what to do, no matter how little or much you have. And that's, what's going to allow for any other thing that you want to, any other goals or anything that you want to do with the money. And here's
0: one other tip. It's never an income problem. It's always an income problem. So wow. we have people that make a lot of money who spend every penny and don't have a dime left over at the end of the month where they are negative. And then we have clients that barely bring in a little bit of money and they have like a hundred bucks left over at the end of the month because their expenses and their spending and their subscriptions lifestyle. and bills and their lifestyle is more conservative. Yeah. So it's usually the way that we're spending our money. The number one.
2: I love that. Okay. Never. These are just my little nuggets that I'm like writing down in my head. Never believe an income problem, which hundred percent concur. And I feel like that is why it's so scary to do it the first time. Because they're like, oh, this thing is going to tell me that I'm super poor or that I can't go buy all my lattes. And it might, honestly, like if you're spending 100 bucks on lattes a week, yeah, probably not. But like, we're afraid of what's to see. But I love that you said proactive versus reactive, which I feel like reactive is a lot of how people function and that now I'm negative. Oh my gosh, I woke up this morning and I don't have any money and I have a bill due. Or like they're responding to what has already taken place. They're not actually putting their money, telling their money where to go. I love that saying. Telling your money oh, no. where to go. In your priorities, you said.
1: Well, that you're talking about the fruit of the spirit. Self-control. This is self-control. And yes, I mm-hmm. we get that it's malting and it's annoying. Yeah. I get
0: that. And the plan is so rude, y'all. But it, it <laughs> is part accept,
1: to to also being a good steward. You yeah. can't be a good steward of your money if you're just not doing the not planning what you're gonna do with your money. So real quick, let us tell you like three tips for your marriage and three tips for kids about money. Right? If that's the season that you're in. Right. If you're in that season. So real quick, when it comes to your marriage, you're going to communicate on purpose. Usually what's the problem is we're we're communicating in passing or we're communicating as after I already bought or something. at each other. Or at each other. So we're <laughs> going to have a budget meeting once a month together. We're, that's going to be the only time that we talk about money so that the person that hates talking about money doesn't have to be afraid. We're not going to be a barking chihuahua. And just nipping at people's heels about, yeah. did you do this? Did you spend that? Whatever. None of that's going to happen. And we're going to try to make it a date night and make it fun. Yeah, <clears throat> And that's going to be the, the main
0: thing for marriage. And it's going to, it's going to help a lot. It's going to help a lot. Yeah. And so for some tips for, for you, for your kids, you don't want to create another you. So you <laughs> no offense to you. I mean, we don't have money baggage. Some way, some form, right? It took my parents a long time for us to, to tell us exactly kind of what happened in my childhood, and that's really when they finally opened up and told me. That's really where I was like, okay, we're changing our trajectory. So you don't want to create another you. You want your kids to have a good relationship with money. So you want to make positive. You want to create this positive environment, good habits, money, you know, around money. You want to make sure your words they matter. You want to say. Never tell them we're broke. Never tell them we don't have money. Never tell them we can't afford something. It's always we are choosing to do this over that. We are choosing as a family to make a decision to buy this mm-hmm. instead of that. Or we're choosing to go on this yeah. trip or that trip versus doing this. And it's usually you're saving money to do something big, right? You can either exciting and right. Fun, yeah. So you can either save the money to do something big and funny that's memorable, or you can spend, 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 spend and then not have the money to do the thing that you really want to do. Yeah. You can usually do one or the other, but you can't oh. usually do both, right? Yeah. And that's okay so and we have one client that
1: we love to use this example she has so we we talked about the kids envelope right but she has a chick-fil-a envelope and this I is um, just in that. yeah correct. yeah there's she's a chicken y'all yeah, i mean we all love it yeah. and so but the cool thing is you can involve your kids with that like okay this is the money we have for chick-fil-a this month How, do we have any to give today because they're always going to ask you you know and you, they can be involved in the process and then that's what vanessa said you're saying Okay, we chose to go last week, which means we're, we're not, we not going to go this week, right? And so you just start to learn or teach them some of those yeah.
0: better habits and verbiage around money. It's just, it's really good, especially as they get older, to involve them in conversations. And even when they're little, there's like a way to do it, right? It's just, it's all on your vocabulary. They're not dumb. They can read your body language. They can see your facial expressions. They can see all that. So just make it a positive experience for them so that when they grow up, they ultimately have a good relationship.
2: No pressure. Yes. <laughs> it's funny that that's I was totally thinking Chick-fil-A like because we do swim and then my kids are always like, can we do chick play?" And I'm pretty sure I might have said no last week because and I hope I said it in a positive way, but now I don't know. So I will reframe the way I speak about that because
0: I we yes,
2: it's like a thing now after swim. Do we get a treat? But yeah. Anyway, sorry. That was my <laughs> own thinking.
0: You're good. That one word choose. We are choosing. Mm-hmm. We. I, like we as a family, like this is our goal. This is what we're doing together. And, and set goals with your family if you have a family. Set them as one so that way they're sure to that and they feel like they can contribute.
1: Well, and those words are important no matter if it's kids, your spouse, yourself. What you're saying in your own brain, it needs to be the the right choices because you're not nobody. You're you're not a child. Nobody's putting you in timeout saying you can't spend money. You're an adult. You're making the decisions because you have goals yeah. and and things that are pulling you. So so don't talk to yourself like, well, I guess
2: I don't get to do this. Like, you know what happens in your brain? And yeah. we're not going to have that. It's all good. It's all good in the hood, okay? I love you. Yes, and self-control. And also, if we, so many of us, whether we're whatever season of life, again, we have goals. We have things what we want to do, whether it's a business asset we want to buy or a vacation we want to take. But though that's not just going to like magically happen. It needs to be intentional. And so being intentional with our money is super important and the way we think about money. OK, before we get to some of the goodies, I want you to spend a second and for the woman who's listening and she's like, yes. Well, either way, if she's listening and she's like, I'm on board, let's go. Or if she's maybe like, and this seems really hard. Can you spend a second and just encourage and love and be their biggest cheerleader?
1: Sure. OK, I am going to give you an example. Sorry. <laughs> I, mean, I always think of one of my clients who came to our first budget session with two bottles of beer because she was so stressed out. And she's like, you can't do this. And this woman now, she is she's a rock star. She a rock star. Mm-hmm. She, all the things happening, pay, paying off debt, saving all this money. She has like three, because she has rental properties, three spreadsheets that she runs, even though like that would so stress her out. Yeah. So it, we get it. We all, we're all, nobody, not everybody likes math. She does. Not everybody likes spreadsheets. Okay. But, that's okay. You can still do this. This is still doable. You can yeah. do it,
0: and and it's just the matter of getting started. You just have to start. It really is. And you know, my husband doesn't love the math part of it, even though he runs the company. <laughs> However, it it's not hard. It's not. People want to make it too complicated. Mm-hmm. They want to make it this big thing yeah. that you have to sit down and spend hours on and stress over, and and make sure that the spreadsheet's on your phone and you're calculating it all month. Like you don't to do any of that we just want you to start if the one thing you can do is just make a second checking account pay yourself into your gas and groceries and your pocket money like and let your bills do its thing you are going to feel you're going to feel unstoppable just by doing that one thing and we know you can do it we literally since we've been doing our podcast we have so many of our clients that already come to us and say okay that step is done like i'm ready and it's so good to watch them like they did it on their own right and then they made this change and they've already told us how much it's affecting them in a good way how much it's changing their lives just that one step so we do believe in you we know you can do it and we're not just saying that we've watched her succeed over and over and over again and we are here if you have any questions we'd love to chat with you you
2: yes yes which leads us to you have a free gift for us the links friends will be below but digital envelope guide tell me a little bit about that
1: yeah the digital envelope guide is is walking you step by step how to do what we talked about Mm -hmm. with having your your bank account be your like your envelope like instead of a cash envelope it's a digital envelope and telling you how to make that happen so that you can look
0: at your bank and see what you have going on in every in everything so yeah it's really organized really pretty it's very simple um so you can definitely definitely do that by yourself yeah yeah perfect
2: thank you so much for explaining that and then giving us an actual guide to practically do it And our friends, Ideal Balance, are also putting in a 45-minute coaching session, which is phenomenal. Thank you so much. So you will get the opportunity to sit one-on-one or one-on-you, wait for you. Yeah. And what does the coaching session look like?
0: It looks great. Yeah. They sit down with you. And the first thing we talk about is goals because we do not you don't know where you're going if you don't have that written down, right? You don't know your why. So we sit down and we really look at what your goals and why you have them, what is important to you? What do you value? And we go from there. From there, we go to like your network. We talk about your budget. We talk about what can your paycheck do for you? How can your paycheck be successful? We walk, we also go through like some questions. We ask, Hey, have you ever thought about checking this? And when was the last time you maybe updated this amount? And we, we literally, it's funny. We used to do home organization. One of the ladies said they touch everything. (laughs) It's, I feel like, do the exact same thing with your budget we talk about and we touch every single part of your finances but on purpose so you can get a full clear picture and you're going to walk away knowing exactly where your money is going and why we literally hold your
1: hand yeah and that's fine because and that's the point that's the point because there's so much information out there on what you could do but it's like what do i do with my hands yeah there's so there's so many options i'm scared i don't know which one to do and so we say this is what you're going to do this is how you're going to do it. Yeah. There's no mistake. And then eventually... Step by step. Yeah. And, it's, and that really is a lot of... It's freeing for people. It's like when you go to the personal trainer or at the gym, you're not like, I'm going to figure it out on my own. No, you need someone. It's like, I just need someone to show me what to do. All I have a mental capacity for is to show up. I it- have the water going on, yes. and I'm good. And I'm good. And so it says the same thing with the, with this and with the coaching sessions. It's, we're there to encourage you, but also hold your hand to do it. And then, you know, with our clients, it, it just depends on how quickly you get it yeah. or how quickly you want to get it. And then they kind of graduate, they graduate at different
0: levels. So sometimes they'll be with us for like two months and sometimes it's two years. Or four years. Yeah, it's fine. And that's okay, right? It's, we work closely with financial advisors for their clients who uh, they need hold, handholding. And uh, I literally was just talking to a financial advisor the other day. She's like, it needs you to hold her hand. And I'm like, that's exactly what we do. And so they refer them to us because that's not their job because that's what we do. And we help them get there and get back to the point where they can be good investors
2: so good yes thank you i am that person i'm that person that will tr- pay for the trainer i don't want to walk into a gym and see all these people doing all these things and looking good or not good and then be like i guess i'm gonna walk on the treadmill i would tell me yes tell me exactly do, do it
1: yeah exactly. but even the treadmill gets a little complicated Just <laughs> Like,
2: what? It's like Whoa. go press the button yes check out idealbalance.com
1: If you have been loving this podcast and you're looking for a way to connect further or get more engaged, Mm -hmm. we have two ways for you to do that. The first way is our Facebook, our free Facebook community, where you can come join other people just like you on the same journey who have questions and
0: are just trying to get some, some community Mm -hmm. around them in this journey of budgeting, right? Yeah. So you get to ask your questions. We'll have live masterclasses. There'll be some fun tips, questions, and prompts to get you involved and active in that group. And you'll definitely meet other people like you, and mm-hmm. it's going to be really relatable. For yeah. Sure. So
1: you can go to facebook.com slash groups slash financial coaching for women, or you can just click the link in the show notes, or you can search financial coaching for women
0: in Facebook and you'll find us. So the second way that we have for you to connect with us that is free is a, is booking a free 30 minute financial coaching call. So this is 30 minutes of us talking
1: about you, your situation, what's stressing you out, what you're anxious about and we're gonna answer your questions. We're gonna tell you some ideas based on exactly what's going on in your life that you can do, you can implement right now, and you'll actually even get a recap uh, of everything that we talk about once you come to that
0: call. So you're gonna go to mindonbalance.com book call to take advantage of that. And this is not a cookie cutter system. We're physically gonna work on and focus on your situation, what is unique to you, and and target that. And like Shayna said, we're gonna give you action items for you to implement today to change that situation.